Are you ready for the word? Praise him. This is Pastor Pearson of Word of Faith Christian Center here in sunny San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcaster to pray as being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the Word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. It's called Transformation and Manifestation. The Bible teaches us that God wants to cause great and mighty things to manifest in the life of you and me. Things that will cause our lives to be better than the ones that we presently live or ever thought that it could be. God's Word says, I have not seen, nor have ear heard, nor have it entered into the heart of man the things that I have prepared for those who love me. But the truth is that many manifestations that God has for us will never be experienced by us until we experience the transformations that God wants us to experience. It's true. Some manifestations require transformation before they manifest for me and you. No transformation, no manifestation. That's why every one of us should want the transformations and manifestation that God wants us to experience to happen to us. So without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called Transformation and Manifestation. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the word? Because ready or not, here it comes. Turn back to Romans chapter 12, please. Verse 3 reads, For I say through the grace given unto me, which means God authorized me to say this. For I say through the grace given unto me to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly according as God hath dealt to every man the measure of faith. See, that's one of the things that gets in the way of us being able to be renovated like we're supposed to do and allow our minds to be renovated like it ought to be so that we can no longer be conformed to this world like we're supposed to. Because some of us think more highly of ourselves than we actually ought to. We see ourselves greater than we really are. We see ourselves greater than what we really can be. God sees the you that you can be, and he sees the you that you are. But then he's trying to make the you that you are the you that you can be if you just work with it. Like she'll walk through that house, that show her walk through the house, poor ass guy. And, and she'll look in there, and, 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 and she'll look around, and she'll be like, oh, my. Like, oh, oh, my. She's like, oh, my. And you be thinking, like, girl, you through. You're going to lose this one. And then she'll turn around with the confidence that's unmatched and look at my man and say, get ready, because you're about to lose again. She said, because when I finish this room and when I finish this house, they're going to want to keep it. And he be like, no way. They out of here. And he goes show them all kind of houses. Sometimes houses that be having them get all excited too. But then later on down the line when they see the one that he made or the one she made. I'm, talking, I'm getting ahead of myself. The one that she made, they want to stay. Because they find out, wait a minute. See, some of us though, we think more highly of ourselves than we ought to. So because of that, we, we, don't, we don't give God a chance to do what he do. In fact, we don't think he even need to. And we find just like we are. That's why God said, don't think more highly of yourself as you ought to. Now, even though he put the of yourself in italicized, if you got a King James, meaning that it was just to bring more clarity, it still does bring more clarity because some of us think way more highly of ourselves than we ought to. Just know that God can do better than you already are. Just know that although things may be gooder for you than they've been, they can still be better than they are. And God wants to do even more for you than it is that you, then you know he can do, but you got to cooperate with him. 
you got to cooperate with him. He wants you to think soberly about yourself. The word soberly right there means to be of sound mind. That is sane. Sound mind. That is sane. Some of us in God's eyes, our thinking is insane about ourselves. But that's all right. He can decrazify me and you and get us to think like we ought to think. That's why it also translates to be in right mind, to be in right mind. See, when God causes us to no longer be conformed to this world, he will restore us back to our right minds. He will restore us back to our right minds. Our minds were never supposed to think like this world. Our minds were never supposed to think like everybody else in this world. We was not even designed to think that way too. But yet we think that way because that's what all we knew. But God said, I'm going to restore you back to your wrong, to your right mind. Because you've had the wrong mind all your life. You've had a mind that said, I can't do when I designed you to do all things through me who strengthens you. you you got a mind that said, I can't do when I said, I've given all power to you and all ability to you. you got a mind that be able to think that, well, this is what I want to do when that's the absolute opposite of what I got planned for you. I want to restore you back to your right mind. Somebody say, restore me, Lord. Now, the renewing of our mind causes an inward spiritual transformation that will manifest itself outwardly uh, through our actions. it, It causes an inward spiritual manifestation that will manifest itself outwardly through our actions. Because we'll think differently after he renews our mind. We'll act differently because we now think differently because we allowed our mind to be renewed, which means our actions would be better. Why? Because we're thinking better than we did before. That's because we'll reflect God more in our lives now that we've got God's word what's replaced in our life. Because God gives us his word to replace the things that we thought before. He gives us his word to replace the things that we thought before. Hallelujah. You know, they be tearing out cabinets. You'd be like, God. You know, one, of, one of them shows this guy, he gets this most highest point is when he gets to dem- demolish stuff. He just walk through with a sludge hammer and tap that thing. His wife just get out the way usually. Just let him tap that thing. Praise God. Hallelujah. Just get out the way. Just let him tap everything. Praise God. Hallelujah. Just like you ought to just get out the way and let God tear out all that stuff. And then, but then, 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 then that's when the other crew comes back in and they come back in and start re-putting everything in. Back to the way it's supposed to be. Until by the time you finish it, you're like, is that the same room? No. It's the same house, but it ain't the same room. And just like God wants to change some things in your life, whereas we look at your same house, you, but we see a whole new you on the inside. Because they don't tell the difference until they open the door. When they open the door and look through, they're like, oh, my goodness, because all the transformations were inward. Does that make sense? God wants to change those things in you. See, our actions will be more godly and they'll be less worldly once we allow this transformation to happen on the inside of me and you. And God is good. And every good and perfect gift comes from above, from the Father of lights in whom there is no variableness nor a shadow of turning, which means everything else will be good too. Turn to Proverbs chapter 23, please. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your magnificent word. We ought to let him do what he do. He's going to transform the inside of me and you. Change our thinking, renew our thinking. Improve it, repair it, upgrade it. Praise God. Shanda Dabosa. Proverbs chapter 23. No, Psalms number 23. Let's, let's look at, no, yeah, Proverbs. I want Proverbs chapter 23. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. 
Proverbs chapter 23. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Let's look at verse 7. Proverbs chapter 23, verse 7. It says, for as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. Now, we can stop right there. We don't have to go into the eat and drink and, and saith he to thee, because some of y'all haven't had dinner yet, so I don't want to bring that up. Praise God. And then you're getting hungry and lose concentration on what I'm saying. Praise God. So let's just work on the first part. It says, it says, it says, for as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. That's what God wants to do. In order to change you, he got to change what's in your heart. In order to change you, he's got to change what's in your heart. And here your heart is also talking about your mind because we're in the Old Testament because they were connected together. The heart and the mind were connected in the Old Testament. It wasn't until the New Testament that the word of God, which is quick and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, pierced and divided asunder the soul and the spirit. It, it, it wasn't until then. But they're connected. And so your heart and your mind is what God wants to change. He needs to go in there and pull out everything that's no good and replace it with everything that's good. But you got to cooperate. You got to let him do it. You got to cooperate. You got to let him do it. Because what a man or woman thinks determines what kind of person that they'll be. What a man or woman thinks is what will determine what kind of person they'll be. I know because I'm a changed man. But I know how the change happened. Because God changed how I thought about things. God changed how I thought about people. God changed how I thought about myself. God allowed me to think differently about him. I didn't, I didn't know him. So I didn't have much of a thought about God. I mean, I know he's God, but like, what does that mean? You know, he's God. But then when I met him, I go, oh, find out he's fairer than 10,000. That he's finer than you can, finer than dental floss. Whereas God, that he's just, he's, he's, he's as powerful as they can be. He's glorious. He's magnificent. He's wonderful. Changed my thought about him and stuff. Caused my desire to rise for him. Caused my fire to rise for him. I'm like, yeah, pipe. What a I just I love me some God now. Is anybody hear me up here? Can't get enough of that godly stuff. Praise God. Change what a person thinks, you change who that person is. Change what a person thinks, you change who the person is. Successfully change what a man thinks about himself and other things in his or her life, then you'll change that man or woman forever in life. You want to change somebody, you change what they think. You want to change somebody, you change what they think. God knows that. That's why it's important to be able to know two things about this transformation process that God wants to take us through. Number one is that we have a part to play in our transformation. I said we have a part to play in our transformation. But number two, we need to also know that this transformation couldn't be accomplished without God. We have a part to play in our transformation. I listed that first. One of the reasons why I listen for that first, because a lot of people still waiting on God to make the first move. God said, no, you make the first move. We have to play a part to play in our transformation, but this transformation couldn't be accomplished without God. Think about it. He's the one that originally made us and he's the one that ultimately can repair us. I say, he's the one that originally made us. And he's the one that can originally repair us. He's the one that can repair us. We got to take it back to him. I said, we got to take it back to him. Some of y'all want them expensive cars. That's fine. Just be prepared to spend that expensive repair bill too because you got to take it back to him. You can't take it back to, you know, Pepe in the back no more. You can't take it back to my man back there no more. You can't take it back to him no more. He be done jacked your ride up. Does that make sense? Jury rigging stuff together and stuff like that. You got to take it back to them folk. Praise God to make the money. 
Hallelujah. But it's worth it. Because you'll ride just as beautifully as you did. Because he can repair it nobody can, like nobody else can do. So it's important to know, once again, two things about our transformation. Number one, that we have a part to play in our transformation. Look at your neighbor and say, you know, we got a part to play. Say, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And number two, that he's the only one that really can be able to cause the true changes to happen in the midst of our life. Couldn't be accomplished without him. Tell him, say, even though we got a part to play, tell him, tell him. He the one really going to do it. Mm-hmm. See, that's important because once again, first, first thing shows you you got something to do so you don't sit around waiting on him to do. But the second part tells you that he the one that's ultimately going to do it so you don't be sweating and fretting about trying so hard to do it. Does that make sense? You gotta be, it's a balancing act. You got work to do, but at the same time, don't sweat at it because he's the one that's going to actually do it. Does that make sense? But, but not sweating at it don't mean don't sit back and don't do nothing. Because you got to get up and do something. Hallelujah. You got to do something. Turn to Psalms number 51. Psalmist understood it. Praise God. That's why he went to God. Not knowing what his part is. But he went to God. So that he can then be able to enlist God into the midst of this change that he know that needed to happen in him. And that's what we need to do. We need to enlist God in the midst of this change that we know needs to happen in us. The psalmist put it this way. Stands to number 10. It said, create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. The psalmist's request was an articulation or an expression of his willingness to be transformed by God. And that's something that each and every one of us needs to express, our willingness to be transformed by God. That's something that we should all want, to be transformed by God. We should all want God to transform us. We should all want God to clean up our hearts. That's another way of phrasing. Clean up my heart, O Lord. That's one of the things they got to do before they get the work done, praise God, and a lot of them houses and on them shows. They got to clean them up first. And they got everything everywhere. It's like everything everywhere. That's one of the reasons why they're so excited when they come back in, because everything neat. Storage, organized, mm-hmm, and threw half that stuff out. You could have did that yourself, but don't get in that right now. That's something we should want. That's something that we should all ask God to do, too, just like he did. We should all ask God to do a transformation work on the inside of us. We should all ask God to do a transformative work on the inside of us. We all say something like, Lord, do whatever you need to do to transform me. I say something like, you say it the way you say it, I'm going to say it the way I can. But you say it some kind of way. <laughs> Lord, do whatever you need to do to transform me. In fact, we should all want our hearts to be cleaned up by him. Because you wouldn't even know where, where to go to clean it up in the first place. He know. That's why we all say, Lord, no. You know everything that's in my heart that's not supposed to be in my heart. You know. You know everything that, that's in the way of me. Being the person that you want me to be. Receiving all that it is that you have in store for me. Achieving all that it is you want me to do. And being used by you like you want to use me. You know what's in my way. Lord, clean it up. Repairing, re- creating me a, a new heart. The word created is the word bara, which means make. Praise God. He wants us to make this thing. Shandada. Absolutely. It's absolutely make. Make it absolute. I need you to make this absolutely. Shandada, Bosa. I want you to do this work on the inside of me. So do whatever you need to do to clean up my heart. See, that's when you cooperate and do whatever you need to do. See, some of us think we're cooperating because we say, do whatever I think you should do. Or do whatever I'm in agreement with you doing. 
No, that ain't cooperating because you ain't in agreement with much. You don't want to want to list it. You don't want to don't love it. And see, because you don't see what it can be. God knows what it can be. And that's why I said, just trust me and let me do what I do. In fact, sometimes she speak fast. She said, what I'm going to do is I'm going to move that wall out and I'm going to move this over here and then I'm going to take that over there and I'm going to put your bathroom that's over there. I'm going to put it over there and then I'm going to take this and I'm going to make a mud room over there and then I'm going to build you up a dormer on top and I'm going to add that over there and then you'll have, I'll be able to put two bedrooms over there and then you'll have that, a family room back there for the kids and it's going to be wonderful, okay? And y'all be sitting there looking like the same way they be looking. They'll be like... The one that want God to do it, they, or her to do it, they'll be like, yeah, I can see it. That could be one. They don't see it. But they I think that, but they're cooperative. You know, I could do it. They could do it. The other one, like, mm, I don't know about all that. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> Just cooperate. Turn to Ezekiel chapter 36. See, God is ultimately the one who's going to clean up our hearts and our minds. He's ultimately, and I love him because he'll tell us ahead of time what he's going to do. And he'll even tell us how he's going to do it. So we can once again cooperate with him and let him do it. Ezekiel chapter 36, God speaking of us and what he's going to do in order to be able to have us be the people that he want us to be. Did talking to the people that's in the Old Testament, who's, who's, who's the, the one that, 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 that need fixing. And he's talking to us about what he's going to do to help fix us. Ezekiel chapter 36, let's begin reading in verse 24. It says, for I will take you from among the heathens. That's that world system that we grew up in. We all grew up amongst heathens. That's why we act like heathens until God gets to renewing our mind. <laughs> Praise God. For I will t- That's why people be tripping out. Girl, did you meet that person in that church? Mm-hmm, they act just like a heathen. They, is a, they was a heathen two days ago. They got saved just the other day. Just give them a minute. Praise God. It's going to get you. Remember, you was a heathen when you came. A lot of y'all was a heathen when you came up here too. Mm-hmm. Or a heathen acting Christian, one or the other. Anyway, for I say everybody though. Look at your neighbor. Say, he ain't talking about us. He said, for I will take you among, from among the heathens and gather you out of all countries and will bring you into your own land. Then I will sprinkle clean water upon you, and ye shall be clean from all your filthiness, and from all your idols will I cleanse you. A new heart also will I give you, and a new spirit will I put within you. And I will take away the stony heart, out of your flesh that was hostile against me and what I want to do. And I will give you a heart of flesh and I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and ye shall know my judgments and do them. And ye shall dwell in the land that I gave to your fathers and ye shall be my people and I will be your God. See, that's what God said he wanted to do. But look at one of the things he said he'll do. He told us, Once again, this passage shows us what God wants to do for me and you. And it shows us how he's going to do what he's going to do for me and you. Shows us what he wants to do. And it shows us how he's going to do it. How's he going to do it? He said he's going to clean up our hearts by using clean water. By using clean water. The word clean right there means pure. So he's talking about using pure water. Clean water is the pure water of the word of God. Clean water is the pure water. Of the word of God. 
But first he got to pull you out of the heathen places where you were and pull you from all the places in this world where you were and all these worldly environments and all these worldly places that was training you how to be worldly people. First he pulls you out of that. That's when you get born again. <laughs> That's when you get pulled out of darkness into the marvelous light. Why? So you could be pulled out of your wrong and cleansed of all your wrong so that you can now live right. That's when he begins to sprinkle you with the word of God, that clean water. Turn to Psalms number 12, please. He starts sprinkling you with that clean water. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your magnificent word. We're going to Psalms number 12 now. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your magnificent word. See, the word of God that God applies to our hearts and our minds is always pure water. God always applies pure water to our hearts and our minds. Why? Because that's what's going to clean you. That's what's going to get the world off of you. Remember, the world is like dirt. The world is like filth. And so we need, you need to be washed and cleansed. That's why the psalmist said, you know, you know, renew a right spirit within me. Clean me up. Clean up my heart and clean up my mind. Stanza number six. It says, the words of the Lord are pure words. And then he describes you how to, you know, gives a, a natural example to be able to show you how pure they are. As silver tried in a furnace of earth, purify seven times. Purified seven times. Now, the word of the Lord is pure like silver tried seven times in a furnace. Silver tried seven times is silver that's trusted to be pure. How many times you purify that? Six. Do it one more time. How many times did you purify it? Seven. It's pure. Because if it ain't came out after seven times, it ain't, it's, it ain't in there. Because what they would do is they would heat it up. Press God, heat it up. And when they would heat it up, the impure stuff would rise to the top. Poop, it would pop to the top. And it would be like a, a grayish film or a, a murky film on top of it. Praise God. And then the purifier, would, he would pull, skim it off and take it off. It's called dross. He'd pull it off. And then he would let it dry. I mean, not dry, but he would let it cool down. And then he would come back in the next service. I mean, excuse me, the next purifying time. <laughs> Praise God. And they heat him back up again. Praise God. Woo, Jesus. They heat him back up again. Because they'd be thinking, I, oh, see, God purified me that last time. Mm-hmm, that was just one. Hallelujah. And then the next time, something else that you didn't even know was there. Poop, rise to the top. Third time, poop. Fourth time, poop. You got to be kidding me. No, I'm not kidding you. Poop, fifth time. You know, when they knew that they was pure, they wouldn't count how many times per se, but they would take it off that last time. And when they would take it off that last time, they would look into that pot of silver and see themselves because it would now turn into a mirror once they look in and see themselves. And that's what God's going to do. He's going to keep purifying you until he sees himself. Well, that's all that we have time for today. I hope that you are blessed by what the Word of God had to say. I hope you're seeing that what the Word of God says about the transformations and manifestation that God wants to do for me and you is true. I hope even more that your faith is starting to rise as you begin to realize the fact that transformation and manifestations are what God wants for all of us especially since God tells us in his word that he's willing and wanting to do those things for us. So, come on, saints of God. Let's believe God's word is true and do what he tells us in his word to do so that God can do what he wants to do in the lives of me and you. Let's let the awesome transformations and manifestations that God wants to manifest in our lives happen. If you want to hear the message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210-785-9238. That's area code 210-785-9238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center. 
1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'll be more than glad to get it out to you ASAP. But it's always best when you can get it live. So if you're in or visiting San Antonio surrounding areas, come on by and see us. Word of Faith Christian Center is located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 645, Saturday afternoons at 430, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. If you don't have transportation or you're in need of a ride, we'll come and get you. We have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. We'll pick you up, bring you to the church, and then drop you off at home after it's over. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. If you need a ride, we'll be glad to come and get you. So come on through. You'll be blessed if you do. I guarantee you. We also invite all the young adults in San Antonio and surrounding areas to come out to our Young Adult Fellowship tomorrow evening. It's called GAA. That's short for Generation Anointed and a Fire. GAA is a young adult ministry with a different flavor for a different generation. It's a ministry for young adults ages 18 through 30-ish who come together to celebrate the awesomeness of being young, brilliant, beautiful, born again, and fired up for Christ. The fellowship starts at 7 p.m., and it lasts until they go home. A.G. Dub be hanging. Childcare is provided at no charge. And VIP transportation service is available for this too. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. We'd be glad to come and get you. So come on through. You'll be so glad you did. It's just good to find some other young saints in San Antonio who are walking this thing out God's way. Whoever thought that being young and saved is boring must not know G-Dub. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast tomorrow for more of this life-changing word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you tomorrow.